Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. Welcome back to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. If you're new, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Are you ready to have another powerful conversation together? A conversation filled with authenticity and vulnerability? In this conversation, I will be sharing with you those parts of me that need to be healed. So go ahead and grab your tea, your water, your coffee, whatever choice of drink you prefer. Sit back and let's chat. So I'm in a rocky place right now. I know it. I think about it often. I feel it in my body. And I realize the first step to healing it is acknowledging it's there, whatever that it is. So now that I'm aware of it, I've acknowledged it. The goal is to start healing it, not just heal it, but also create a beautiful gateway of growth and expansion for myself. So what is the it that's causing me so much upset? It's causing me to wobble a little. Well, okay, it's causing me to wobble a lot. It's causing my body to feel tired and exhausted. The it is the emotion of grief. Grief can cause pure exhaustion. It can send you spiraling for days before you realize you're in it. One moment you're great, the next you're spiraling and crying uncontrollably, having a meltdown. Grief is always up to something. Grief always got something going on. And it's so easy to get stuck in the past when you're grieving to have fear and anxiety about the future, to feel stuck within your mind, within your body. And grief can cause a lot of mind chatter. The pain of loss come with its own set of personal challenges, and I'm no different. So here we are on the 29th day after losing my brother, Larry. And it feels like a ton of bricks just came crashing down upon me. My mind is racing all over the place, mostly in the past. Some about the future, but not nearly as much as I would like, because I'm ready to focus on the love and the fun memories. But my mind wants to run the show. And I'm also dealing with compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue has kicked in. 
You know, I'm used to helping others move through grief, but yikes, I need someone to help me move through it. So yes, I'm owning this thing called grief for myself. Grief hurts and I need someone to help me nurture my wounds. So of course, I didn't hesitate to reach out for support because I know how critical it is to not go it alone. I also know how rewarding it is to have someone else witness your pain and your growth. So on day 30th, I did just that. I reached out for support. Heck, I don't want to experience day 29 ever again. So I got support for myself. I got support from someone who specializes in grief, someone that can help me release and transform these emotions. Now, I realize they can't bring my loved one back, but they can help me reframe and change the way I'm currently holding the pain of loss so that I can begin to create more space to experience those fond memories and laughter and time that I had with my loved one. So I'm not naive now, right? So what if you don't have a support system and you can't afford a grief specialist? Well, you might consider joining a support group on Facebook, Meetup, churches all or throughout the world offer support and tools to help individuals move through the grief process. But you want to connect with the right people. You want to connect with the right family members, friends, and colleagues. You want to connect with those who realize your heart is tender. You want to connect with people who can see, hear, and are ready to nurture you back to love. Those who recognize your heart is heavy. You want to be with people who know your heart is sad and folks who can sit in that space with you and listen to you. And they understand now is not the time for them to dump their personal stuff on you. You want to be with individuals who may just be coming out of their own grief journey and they're on the other side of their own self-discovery and healing after their traumatic loss. So what if you have the wrong support system? What does that look like? You may be surrounded by individuals who don't realize your heart is sad. You can be in the same space with them, but they don't see it. They don't feel it. And I believe the saddest of sadness is having no one notice your heart is breaking. When your heart is crumbling into small pieces and having no one to ask you, how is your heart today? Is your heart breaking? If your heart could speak, what would she say? Being around individuals who don't quite realize or see your needs have changed in the relationship could be problematic. Being around people who don't realize that they may have to give more time and more conversation now, that they should talk less about their stuff and create room for you to express what needs to be released from your heart. And they definitely don't want to talk a lot about their friends. You want to be around people who talk less about their friends and their friends stuff. And yes, that includes family and friends. The bottom line, you want to be with like-minded individuals who get you, who understand how tender the heart can be after a loss. Now, it's been quite interesting watching how others are showing up in my life. 
So much so that I'm writing a guide on what not to do when your friend, your spouse, your parent, or whomever is grieving a loss. And oh yeah, be prepared to decide to decide. Decide what, you might ask. Decide to accept some truth moments. Truths that you already knew about some of your relationships, but you never wanted to face it. Decide to release those relationships that don't really add value to your life. The relationships where you are the giver and the other person is a taker. Taker in the sense that everything is always about them. All of the conversations always focus on their needs and their desires. So be okay if they don't make it to the end of this journey with you. There's so much on the other side of truth. Truth moments may reveal something new about you as well. Like maybe you never created the space for others to give to you because you were too busy giving to them. We teach people how to treat us and then we get upset when things don't look the way we want it to. But the key takeaway here is know that no one has done anything wrong. We haven't done anything wrong. So regardless, no blaming, no shaming of yourself or others. It's just an opportunity to take a look at yourself and ask a few questions. What am I teaching others in this relationship with me? Have I told others they don't have to be there for me, yet I will always be there for them? Have I been clear in communicating what it is I want in relationships? Regardless, consider this a divine opportunity for you to ask for what you want or desire in the relationship, to strengthen the relationship, or release it. There's no wrong or right. No one has done anything wrong. It's just part of the growth process. So I've shared how wild the ride can be after you lose a loved one. You've heard the importance of having a great support system, not just a community that supports you, but the right community. And we've talked a little bit about relationships. No, there's nothing to do when it comes to relationships, but just be aware of whatever truths come up. Just observe without judging and see where the road takes you. And continue to pour into your heart and be less concerned about what others are doing. Now, lastly, what am I doing? I'm taking good care of myself. I know, I know, that's a no-brainer, right? But I'm not referring to the obvious of taking good care of ourselves, of eating good, clean food, good, clean, healthy food, exercising, getting plenty of rest, praying, meditating, connecting to nature. Yeah, that's the obvious, right? I'm referring to taking care of those parts of me that need to die releasing those parts of me that need to die. I'm paying attention and I'm addressing those parts of me that has activated past memory of other losses. For me, it's my mother. I'm taking care of those parts of me that's in resistance, that's fighting against the flow of life, that's not accepting what is, that's not allowing life to teach me. I'm looking at those parts of me that's a little judgy. Okay, a lot judgy. What about you? What parts of you 
What parts of your life need to rest, need to be released? Go ahead and start letting those parts of you just rest in peace. Let them die. Let them rest in peace. We're not taught how to be with grief. We're told to avoid it. Don't cry. Go do something else, but don't cry. Don't make me uncomfortable with your emotions. Many of us felt like if we showed anger or sadness, we were bad. Something is wrong with you. Why, yeah, you're hurting. I'm hurting. Many of us tried to pray the grief away or to isolate. That's how I was taught to deal with grief. And I would just do that. I would avoid it. But not this time. I'm taking good care of myself. I'm letting all of the unresolved grief and sadness move in and out of my body. Trying to run away from it will not work anyways. It will catch up with me. So for you, be committed to recognizing how and when your body is holding on to things, when your mind is constantly racing, when your mind is constantly in the future or in the past. Even if you're grounded, centered, and heart-driven like me, you may have to elevate your game in order to keep your mind still, to keep that mind quiet, and to keep your body relaxed. And know that it's okay to have some powerful releases to move into a deep space of peace. You know, you know what you did as a child, those temper tantrum you had, and the minute it was over, you felt better? No, I'm not suggesting the adult you go around having temper tantrum. You probably want to get along and just let it rip. Whatever your choice for releasing the pain, do it privately or with a trusted individual. Use tools and activities to anchor your mind and your heart. Music, meditation, prayer, affirmations, nature. The list is endless. I know that I'm operating now as a wounded healer. Even as I experience this season of grief in my life, I'm creating a course to help others reach greater freedom in life after a loss. I'm continuing this podcast, all of which is intended to lead me and to help lead others on a beautiful path of growth and greater freedom. I realize the deeper I go into my process, the more powerful my gift of service to the world is unleashing itself. I feel a deeper sense of purpose is unfolding with every heartbreak. Now imagine with me for a moment, you wake up one morning and realize your heart feels warm, loving, and comforted. Your body feels lighter. You are smiling for no apparent reason. Your eyes see your garden filled with roses, tulips, and a variety of colors. You smell the aroma, the scents, and the fragrances of lavender. And you feel the kind of peace that can only be created from heaven. The landscape of your mind is so beautiful. You're healing. You're holding everything as love. The sweetness of life is unfolding so beautifully. 
You're surrounded with laughter and fun, with loved ones that are still here with you, with your friends, with partners. And you have created a space to love and honor the loved one who's no longer here with you physically. You feel absolute safety. You're in your safe place. You feel loved, you feel loving, and you feel lovable. I'm claiming and I'm declaring that for myself right now. And I'm claiming and declaring the same or better for you. But here's the thing. You first must experience what you need to experience. Then surrender. Decide to be in a healthy relationship with renewal. Let those parts of you that need to die, die and wither as they should. No longer try to hold on to them. Allow the erosion of the mind to be cleansed and purified and washed away. Make room for love through renewal, renewal of your mind, your heart, and your soul. In order to experience that rose garden that I spoke about earlier, you have to till the soil of your mind daily, plant seeds of affirmation, water your mind and your heart with forgiveness. There's so much more to learn, and all you have to do is create the space for it to happen. Open your heart to receive. Listen to the quiet whispers of life. Stay connected to your breath. Stay connected to nature. Stay connected to that supreme force that I call God. That's love no matter what. That force that is waiting for me to return to it so that I can be greeted with open arms. So let's keep digging up those weeds, smoothing out the roadway, and removing the rocks and the debris together. Let's keep clearing the pathway to the future, a beautiful future filled with love, peace, and purpose. So no matter what shows up in your life, each day, each moment, allow yourself to enter the gateway with a pure mind, with an open heart, and Sprinkle it with grace, an open heart that's filled with purpose and expansion. Let the magic unfold. Experience heaven right here on earth. Don't wait. Experience it now. That's my hope and dreams for us both. We are at the end of this episode, and I'm feeling absolutely awesome. What about you? Did you get something from this episode? I hope so. I hope you got something that will carry you into the week. And guess what? I will see you next week. In the meantime, keep on growing. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, Please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, 
You can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.